Hi, hello, and 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 welcome. Welcome to our show. Hello, and welcome to Disney Marvel. For week of April 22nd, 2018, this is episode number one. This is a brand new show. I am your host, Matthew Graken. And just to give you an idea of what to expect in this sh these shows is Disney. Everything to do with Disney. Not limited to the parks, not just to Marvel, not just to Lucas, but Disney. Disney Mar Disney's Marvel, Lucas, soon to be Fox, Pixar, the animation, the movies, the parks, the cruise line, anything that has to do with Disney is fair game for this show. I'm going to give you some of the news of the day, as long as some of the some rumors out there, and uh, each week I'll bring you a general a new topic that I'd like to discuss. If you have any suggestions for topics, news ideas, or rumors that you would like to share on the show or for me to talk about, please send them to the show. The email address is DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. I'll put it in the show notes so that way you can click on it. So let's start off with the news. The Ratatouille ride in Walt Disney World's Epcot has gone vertical, still on track for a 2020 opening, presumably. Disney's new park app that they will be rolling out this summer is supposed to take the pains out of long lines. The location-based app will activate events around the park, possibly through AR or Wi-Fi. The My Disney Experience app is not going away though. It will still be part of your vacation planning and vacation experience in the parks. This is supposed to be maybe something to help take the kids minds off of the 45 minute plus hour lines uh, that you have to be standing in. But there's also a prize with some of the games. A move to the front of the line prize. So there's gonna be a very uh, a very competitive app uh, once it gets going. At least that's the uh, that's the theory. Dancing with the Stars athletes will be starting April 30th. Check uh, on ABC. Check your local listings for time. Marvel's Avengers Affinity War comes out this Friday, April 27th worldwide. If you haven't gotten your tickets already for opening day, good luck. There may still be some available but you may have to wait a while to be able to see this one. Predictions are it may come close to Black Panther. Hopefully it does, but we shall see. James Cameron is still planning on making all of the Avatar sequels, which is four of them in total. Four sequels plus the original, so five total Avatar movies. With the Disney Fox deal still being hammered out, Cameron is not letting anything get in his way of his plans. He is determined to make all those sequels. And I'm sure with Disney's new Pandora uh, World of Avatar in Animal Kingdom, 
they'll be more than welcome to let him uh, let them do that as long as he's making money. Donnie Yen, the Rogue One uh, co-star, has been added to the cast of the live-action remake of Disney's Mulan, due in theaters in 2020. He'll be joining Jet Li in this ensemble. Now on to rumors. The X-Men Dark Phoenix will be Fox's last Marvel movie that they will be producing and making. All future Marvel all future projects will be incorporated into the MCU Phase 4, according to Kevin Feige. He's in, supposedly Feige is very interested in getting uh, the X-Men property and the Fantastic Four property into the MCU. We shall see what happens. Disney World will be getting will begin testing autonomous cars with a cast member preview shortly. If you have any information on this, if you're a cast member and you've seen anything in eyes and ears, please let me know. Drop us a line at DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. These are self-driving cars that are supposed to be part of, or rumored to be part of the minivan service and uh, help alleviate traffic on the roads, the roads that they're busy expanding, but for just use within the Disney property parks. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. may be back for a season 6. Most people are writing the show off for, at the end of, for, of season 5 due to bad um, lackluster ratings. But the show may be coming back. With the Infinity War coming out, the Marvel is pushing that there's a lot of creative ideas that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be able to build upon. With this rumor is also the rumor that the show will be moving back to its Tuesday night tentpole where the ratings were much stronger than they have been on Fridays. For this week's topic, I want to do some reflection for as in uh, this past Sunday, April 22nd, was Earth Day. Well, not only is Earth Day important to the Disney company, but it is also important in the fact that it, it was the 20th anniversary of Disney's Animal Kingdom, the fourth theme park in Walt Disney World. Why is this all important? Well, it's part of Walt's dream to always work with animals. He initially envisioned the Jungle Cruise to have animal, live animals in it, but the Imagineers came back to him back then and said, well, Walt, during the day, the animals are asleep. Who's going to want to watch sleeping animals? And then they're alive at night, awake at night. Who's going to be feeding them and cleaning them up? And how do we get the lions from not eating the hippos? It was too much of a logistic nightmare. So they passed that idea and they brought in the robots, the animatronics. Then Walt wanted to do the Mineral King. Ski resort, based in nature, have the live animals all around you, just... A very back-to-nature type of park. But PETA gave him some troubles, and the logistics of the, the park, the, the planned location, just didn't work out. Again, that was abandoned. Move forward to the 90s, where Joe Rohde came up with the idea of building this park and making it work. It took a lot of planning, a lot of traveling around the world, a lot of logistics in it. But eventually, 
on April 22nd, 1998, Disney's Animal Kingdom opened on Earth Day of that year. I'd like to read to you the vision that Disney has, of Walt Disney World has for the Animal Kingdom. Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park, or DAC, will celebrate man's enduring love of animals and fascination with life in the wild. Everyone's journey will be filled with thrilling adventures, alive, untamed, yet never the same. The unfolding drama of nature's own stories will inspire a renewed kinship with animals and commitment to the world we share. The essence, the brand essence that they have for that park. Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park is a heart-pounding, heartwarming, personal venture into the untamed beauty and unrestrained power of the animal world. From the rush of coming face-to-face -face with perceived danger to tender encounters with living creatures, we are inspired by the realization that nature is not only unpredictable, but more creative and magical than our wildest fantasies. Those are direct quotes from Disney's Animal Kingdom Field Guide, the, one of the training manuals that they give their cast members. I had a choice back in 1998 of needing to find a full-time job, and where would I like to work? At that time in my life, I decided I wanted to apply at Walt Disney World. Just visiting there a few months short, a few months uh, earlier, and thinking that it's that's a place I want to work. It's always been a dream. Let me go down there and do it. So I applied for a position and was granted a full-time job. I had a choice of jobs that I could do. And out of the two, out of the choices, I had two main ones that I was thinking of doing. Now, I wasn't sure which one I would want to do. It, it was very hard for me. One was working on the monorail, at, specifically at the Magic Kingdom uh, terminal. And the little boy in me said, absolutely, that's the one I want to do. The other one was to work at Disney's Animal Kingdom, their brand new theme park. At that point, the park hadn't actually even officially opened yet. I'd still be part of the opening crew, one of the last groups of hires to come in for it. Well, my brain said, the monorail's always going to be there. How often can you be part of an opening crew of a theme park? And that's what I decided to do. So I went through their training, got to learning the park, learning the jobs. Disney is very, very good with their training. It's, they have such a science to it. So on April 22nd, 1998, like I said, it was Earth Day, the opening of the park was was quite the celebration. Uh, Jane Goodall was one of the uh, people there. And she, she worked very closely with Joe Rohde on trying to create this park and find create the best guest experience but being fair to the animals who will who reside at that park who's who really own the park but some of the things going on that day they had the stage set up in the cast member parking on uh, front of the guest parking lot I'm sorry it was the guest parking lot that they had the stage set up where Michael Eisner did his presentation and they had everything going on there was press tents set up all around the garden of the Tree of Life. In every nook and cranny, there was media walking around with cameras and doing interviews with different people, select cast members, 
Imagineers, executives, Disney executives, uh, animal caretaker people. Um, you just see, see a sea of tents all around the, the Tree of Life in the garden area there. Not to mention, of course, big hoopla, new Disney park, bring on the celebrities. Not that there isn't always celebrities at Disney, Walt Disney World, but in this case, there was even more concentrated in Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, I remember seeing there when I was working Michael J. Fox, uh, the band members from NSYNC, and there was a bunch of other people that, I tell you, whenever you see them in person, they don't look half of anything like they do on the either the big screen or on, on your television. Um, <laughs> without the makeup and everything, the only way a lot of times you could tell is by their entourage that surrounds them. But besides them, I also got to meet some people that were semi-celebrities. Amongst the Disney community, they are celebrities. Because these are the people that bring life to the characters that we, we are watching. Uh, these are the number of the voice talents that were walking around. Not as big of an entourage around them. Actually, there was no entourage around them. It was just a, a group of them walking around. And uh, one of them I, I, was, I was blessed to meet was Rusie Taylor. Um, sweet, sweet lady, and uh, Jennifer Hale. Um, if you're not exactly sure who they are, it's Minnie Mouse and Cinderella, respectively. And uh, yeah, I got to chatting with them. We did some impersonations uh, together. And um, a guy working for a radio station um, asked one of them to to do some stuff in one of their character voices, and they were more than happy to oblige. They they were just they were happy to be there. They're happy to be involved. It was a great group of people. Another person I, I got to meet, well, I got to see. I didn't get to meet him because he was surrounded by, again, a bunch of people in suits. When I was walking back from lunch one day, and I'm trying to get booking across the park because cast member, uh, the cast member break room at that time was in, uh, in Africa, uh, way back there in Africa. The place I was working at that time was is Flights of Wonder that day. Um, I worked between Flights of Wonder and Gorilla Fall, so I had to book it across the park. The uh, amongst this group of suits, I'm, I'm trying to get through them with, you know, pleasantly around them because I, I was working in costume that day. Was uh, a shorter gentleman. I, I turned by him and said a quick hello as I, I walked by, and it was Roy E. Disney. That was quite the joy uh, of my little heart at that time to meet. A living Disney, uh, Walt's nephew, who was helping, you know, running the company at that time and push along Walt's vision. Something else that, well, it's synonymous with Disney parks nowadays, but particularly during the you know, brand new something, brand new shiny object as the park was at that time, was the lines. The lines were massive and everywhere. The lines for the safari, which you think may be long now, extended through the entire queue area, down through Africa to the bridge, and sometimes it was even into the oasis. Pandora now even gets those kind of lines, but they're starting to come back on that too. Even uh, Gorilla Falls, you know, just a nature trail that you walk through. Well, it has a capacity, so we had to stop people from coming in. We couldn't. We only could allow so many people walking through. We had to keep track of how many people were coming in, how many people were leaving. That line went from the entrance of Gorilla Falls down past the stroller queue of uh, the safari. So, 
Needless to say, the park was quite busy at that time. The one that surprised me the most, though, was the line for the water taxi. Yes, there was a water taxi at that time, going around the little river around Discovery Island. Like I said, back then it was Safari Village. And that was leading up to 45 minutes to an hour that people were standing by. I was I was trying to be helpful to people and explain well this you know this is just um this is just a water taxi it's just to get you to another point in the park it's it's not a real attraction nothing's going to happen while you're on those those boats and uh, I, I remember several people at that point who who explained to me no they they know it's a ride they know I'm just trying to keep up with the story and you know they appreciate that but no it, it's just you know it's kind of a pirate type of ride or or something's going to happen they don't know what but it's going to be a big ride this became a problem for the animal kingdom because obviously when they got onto the boat and realized well nothing was happening they would start complaining so the executive decided okay let's put some cast members on each ship and have them talk about different animals. We'll give them little cases with either like a reptile in it or an insect or, or something that they would be able to talk to guests about to make this some something happen on these ships, I mean, make it kind of interact. Eventually that obviously wasn't enough because as we know now, the water taxis have gone away and uh, they just use the dock areas for usually meeting greets with characters. But that's why there's docks there because it, it was an actual legitimate water taxi. You, Two things you would see. You would see the dragon from the Beastly Kingdom that never got built. Um, became Camp Mini Mickey and now it's Pandora. And then on the other side, uh, diagonally across from that, was an Iguanodon, um, which was linked to Countdown to Extinction. Now it's called Dinosaur. Um, the Iguanodon that you rec rescued actually ended up in the river around Discovery Island. So the, the park, though, also had its growing pains. It was not designed for the heat. And the heat that that year um, was ex even hotter than usual. It was so hot that the state was actually on fire. There was wildfires everywhere. At night, the sky was glowing orange from all the, the fires. It was never really like it, the sun ever went down. Well, when they built the park, they built it environmentally friendly, which is great. But there was only two buildings with air conditioning. Countdown to Extinction, again, Dinosaur, in one other restaurant, I don't remember which one. The stages and stuff used what's called repurposed air. It's just basically recy recycling the air and moving it along, which keeps it cooler that way. So eventually they had to add in themed fans in different areas and put some misters on it and blowers to try and cool people off that way. I mean, when people say it's Animal Kingdom hot, it's the truth. The, re the year that it was made, like I said, it was one of the hottest years on record and the state was burning away. Let me give you some fun facts about Disney's Animal Kingdom. It was the fifth major U.S.-based theme park that Disney built. In size, it's over 500 acres. It is the largest Disney park in the world. Most of that is in the safari, but hey, it's still part of the park. It still counts. The Tree of Life has over 300 hand-carved animals on it, ranging from monkeys, dinosaurs, to bugs. And if you look at it, they are based on their evolutionary chain. So the, the dinosaurs and the bugs and stuff are on the lower end of it. As you move up, you get the, the more pride animals and the, um, 
bigger animals and the, the higher evolutionary animals and the higher food chain animals. So there is a structure to that tree. Speaking of the tree, it has over 100,000 individually placed leaves on the branches. Can you imagine having that job, having to put each leaf on? That took a while, I'm sure. The park also is home to over 4,000 varieties of trees and plants. Trees and plants were there well before construction began, and just so that way they could grow root and become uh, situated in the park. So I'd like to end on with a quote from Walt Disney regarding the animals. I have learned from the animal world. And what everyone will learn who studies it is a renewed sense of kinship with the earth and all of its inhabitants. Well, that is from Walt Disney himself. Actually, I have one other quote that I'd like to throw in. This one is from Joe Rohde. This he said during the 20th anniversary celebration. This park is filled with life. And he's absolutely right about it. Hope to see you all soon. Please share out that you're watching and... Uh, I'll see you next week. Take care, everyone. Hello, my friend. How's everything look up ahead? So many people. That's swell. I hope they're ready for a wild adventure. Well, let's get this show on the road. <laughs> We're on our way, my friends. Our journey has begun. I am you, and you are me. We walk down the street. And we swing from a tree We all 